absolute power corrupts absolutely. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Master Plan. I am JT, a.k.a. the Marth Master. Sorry for that delay. Got hung up watching some football. Hey, it is what it is. Um, it's that football Sunday. Uh, the number to call in is 347-637-3220. Say that again. It's 347-637-3220, the place to be. If you want to talk to JT, the master, and that would be me. We got a great show in store for you for the next hour and a half. Uh, studs, duds, sleepers, um, fantasy football. We got week six and when they, where they play for pay. And we're, uh, I'm going to try to get you that um, win that you are sorely wanting for this week in week six. Uh, like I said, this is the uh, third week in bye weeks. We got bye weeks all the way up to week uh, 13. So um, hopefully you've uh, gotten a few of the players that I've suggested or uh, they've been sitting on a waiver wire or you did some uh, wheeling and dealing and trading and, and, and got some players that benefit your team, put you in a position to be uh, undefeated, 5-0, uh, and 4-1, Three and two, uh, two and three, um, one and four. Unfortunately, uh, let me put it this way: still have a shot, still a shot, dude. And don't ever give up, even if if, if it all 
looks looks bleak right now. All it takes is one player or players to get on a solid run that's on your roster. Somebody healed up or someone you pick up the waiver wire that starts to explode. You never know. Some of these players, um, the, the, they get on a run, and you are included in that run because you grabbed them. And they can bring you your um, elusive wins. Hopefully that's happening for you. But uh, one game has been already in the books, Denver at San Diego. Wasn't much of a fantasy fest. Had a lot of players that could have possibly um, given you some really good points. But most people that played Demarius Thomas, Emmanuel Sanders, uh, Virgil Green, in fact, um, um, Antonio Gates, uh, Tyrell Williams, Phil Rivers, Trevor Simeon, all these guys didn't give you any decent numbers, really. Um, maybe C.J. Anderson gave you some decent numbers. I mean, he could have had a monster game because he had some nice runs, including one that got called back in the end zone. Hunter Henry looks like he's an emerging tight end one in that San Diego offense, even though Antonio Gates is the starter. They may be running a lot of two um, tight end sets because of the emergence of Hunter Henry. Uh, I've told, talked to him about him before. Uh, hopefully you've listened. Maybe you, some of you have put him in his lineup, in your lineup, and he's benefited you this past week. He's been doing this. I think he's, this is the third week in a row he scored a touchdown. So Phillip Rivers is, is um, uh, uh, getting a rapport or has a rapport with Hunter Henry, and hopefully um, you um, uh, uh, benefit from that. Some breaking news. I wouldn't say breaking news, but some news that come over the last week for most people. Um, and for and for those who are 49er fans, uh, number seven is no longer sitting on the sidelines. Number seven is going to be starting on the road at Buffalo. Uh, I picked him up in one of my leagues um, and just wait and see to see how he's going to perform. Now, He's going up against a good defense that's on a little run in Buffalo. And in Buffalo. So, he's got some um, adversity to deal with against a a swarming defense in the Buffalo Bills. Uh, You never know what defense is going to show up in Buffalo, but they're feeling pretty good about themselves. And uh, they're on a three-game winning streak. And that's the first game on the – Docket right now we're going to talk about is the San Francisco 49ers and the um, at the Buffalo Bills, which is the first one o'clock game I want to talk about. Uh, Colin Kaepernick, like I said, is going to start today. Uh, tight end Charles Clay was limited in practice all this week, but is expected to play. All right. Let's talk about do I want to play Colin Kaepernick today? Now, we got some bye weeks. Minnesota and Tampa Bay, so you don't have, and most people don't have Sam Bradford as a starting quarterback. Others do have Jameis Winston as a starting quarterback. Is Colin Kaepernick a viable start in fantasy this week? People, especially for those who are 49er fans, they couldn't wait to put Colin Kaepernick in. Uh, uh, And those, those are, you know who you are. But for me, Colin Kaepernick is a wait and see. Uh, if you have roster space that you're able to get uh, more than one or two or more than two uh, uh, quarterbacks 
on your roster. Put him on your roster and see what happens. Um, <clears throat> I wouldn't think he would be a play against this defense, which is probably one of the better defenses in fantasy football. I'm talking about the Buffalo Bills. Uh, the Buffalo Bills are a viable start this week. The defense definitely start this week, um, without a shadow of a doubt. Uh, the one guy that I talked about last week, and I told people last week, and I'll keep telling them, that the viable start for, besides Carlos Hyde. Now, Carlos Hyde's a definite start. You're going to start Carlos Hyde every week um, because he's, he's a definite start, every week start. Every week start Carlos Hyde because he's, Chip Kelly likes to run the football. Part, the main thing in Chip Kelly is running the football. Then taking take, uh, take shots down the field. And if you take shots down the field, I know they have Torrey Smith. Torrey Smith is the one um, is a go type of um, receiver, uh, one dimensional, basically a one dimensional receiver, the one that's more versatile. That um, was released by the Jets. It's come over to the um, 40, 49ers Is the um, Jeremy Curley? He's, he's, he's the main main option for the. 49ers. I told you last week to pick him up. Hopefully you have done that. He had a very good day last week, if I'm not mistaken. He's had a touchdown and 80-plus yards in each of the last two games. Solid wide receiver a solid wide receiver that you can put in your lineup that you know he's going to get targets. Targets equal opportunities. Opportunity equals receptions. Or the, the, the possibility receptions. So Jeremy Curley is a solid, a solid pick. Let's move on to the Buffalo side because otherwise than that, there's only two options I have, Carlos Hyde and Jeremy Curley. Let's move on to the Buffalo side. This guy, I've talked about this guy, and I also talked about, I told you about him uh, two weeks ago. Two weeks ago, when, um, three weeks ago, the offensive coordinator got canned in Buffalo and got uh, the running back coach promoted to the offensive coordinator. I told you. The best player they had, they were going to feature. And who but the running back of LaShawn McCoy, and who knows him best, is Anthony Lynn, who's offensive coordinator now in um, Buffalo. He's been showcasing, excuse me, he's been showcasing LaShawn McCoy, who's their best player in the run game. And in the past game, because McCoy's shown that ever since he's been in the league, he's been able to run the fo- run the football and catch it out of the backfield. And what I've always been harping on, if you've been listening to me year in and year out, dual threat running backs, the absolute jewels in fantasy, excuse me, fantasy football. Now, not all running backs are dual threat. 
So it's, it, you would think that a running back would be able to catch it. Some, some running backs, Alfred Morris, to, right off the top of my head, um, can't, he's not a good uh, guy to catch a f- football out of the backfield. But he can run the football. Dual threat quarter, dual threat quarter, dual threat running backs are absolute jewels in fantasy. I've told you that year in and year out. And Sean McCoy, in my opinion, is top five without a shadow of a doubt. Going up against the San Francisco 49ers, who are 23rd in preventing fantasy points in the running back position, he's a no-brainer. As long as he's healthy, he is a no-brainer. And Sean McCoy, I think, is going to get over 100 yards in the running game and at least one score. At least one score. I wouldn't be surprised if he gets two because they're going to feature him in the passing game and in the running game. The only other guy that I would jump on is Tyrell Taylor. I know some people have him as starting. Uh, he's not a starting quarterback in my opinion. Two, maybe two quarterback leads, but not in a single quarterback league. But it's, I know some people who will probably start him for whatever reason. They may have uh, – Jameis Winston or Sam Bradford and weren't able to get another a viable quarterback one uh, to, to or, or a better quarterback option to start our starting Tyrod Taylor. In my opinion, he's not, he's not starting material on a one quarterback uh, roster that you start. Uh, Charles Clay. San Francisco is 21st in preventing fantasy points against tight end position. So those are, those are, are two guys, LaShawn McCoy, and if you're looking for a – you don't have Cameron Bray. You don't have um, Kyle Rudolph. How about Charles Clay? Charles Clay, absolutely, without a doubt. All right, let's move on to the next 1 o'clock game. And that would be the uh, uh, NFC division rivals. An absolutely must-watch game for Philadelphia and Washington Redskins fans. And shout-out, before I go any further, shout-out to Victor. He, he was a little under the weather. We didn't have a show yesterday. Shout-out. He's feeling better. Uh, Vic, get, get, uh, get well soon. Uh, and we'll we'll talk uh, down the road, hopefully uh, sometime this week. But uh, uh, your family take care of you. Make sure that uh, you uh, recover well, uh, and uh, we'll be talking to you soon. Get well, Victor. Anyway, and and the reason why I'm saying this because he happens to be a diehard Washington Redskins fan. Doesn't like the Philadelphia Eagles and their fan base at all. And uh, their rookie, their big rookie that they have in wide receiver position, Josh Doxson, is still still out. Jordan Reed, for you Jordan Reed fans, he's suffering from um, um, uh, uh, a concussion. He's in concussion protocol. He's not expected to play. Uh, if you want a replacement, uh, not a bad replacement uh, in in uh, uh, tight end position, Vernon. Vernon, grab Vernon Davis. Why not? 
Um, he still got re- relatively good speed. He may not be the athlete that um, Jordan Reed is, but Kirk Cousins likes throwing to the to the tight end. So, um, I would say, play uh, if you need a replacement. Why not Vernon Davis? He's another one of my sleepers this week, okay? I'm going to be talking about these guys uh, throughout the um, analysis and, and the breakdown of each one of these teams. Vernon Davis, Charles Clay, those are good viable options because both of these quarterbacks that, um, that the tight ends um, get, uh, thrown, get thrown to, Tyrat Taylor to the uh, Buffalo Bills, that's the um, – that's Charles Clay. And, and Vernon Davis, which is Kirk Cousins, uh, like throwing to the tight end. Nice, safe throw. And, uh, and, and move the chains. Move the freaking chains. And that's what they do. That's what they do. So Philadelphia and um, Washington. Ryan Matthews is a play here. Um, I know that he may not be the most reliable, but uh, the Washington Redskins are 30th in preventing fantasy points against the running back position. He's definite a definite play here. Uh, Carson Wentz loves throwing to his favorite target, which is Jordan Matthews, and he's a wide receiver too in here. He typically catches four to six passes for at least 60 yards, and he's caught a touchdown pass each of the home games. So, And this is a home game for Washington, not for Philly, but I still like him to catch a touchdown pass here. The other guy that I do do like here, uh, maybe not to get into the end zone, but to um, definitely give you double-digit fantasy points. Um, and uh, being that he's a a very good target for Carson Wentz and a target that Carson Wentz loves would be Zach Gertz. Now, I wouldn't be surprised, like I said, if he gets into the end zone. But I'm not calling for him to get into the end. I'm calling for Jordan Matthews to make a visit into that friend zone, what, who they, what they call the end zone, without a doubt. On the other side, Philly is second against the quarterback, 11th against the running back, fifth against the wide receiver, and first against the tight end. Now, like I said, I wouldn't be surprised, but I, I, I'm not calling it for Zach Ertz because Philly uh, linebackers and safeties are very good in defending against the tight end position, quite naturally against the quarterback and wide receiver position. But I like three, two guys in here. Wide receivers, Jamison Crowder. And Deshaun Jackson. Deshaun Jackson always, in my opinion, 
Philadelphia Eagles. They drafted them. They got rid of them. They canned them. They, they pushed them to the curb. So you don't think he wants to come back every time when he plays Philly, even though this is not in Philly, but it's against Philly, that he wants to, 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 to burn him? Play Deshaun Jackson. Play Deshaun Jackson. Visit into the end zone? Not sure, but I think he's going to get targeted a lot. And I think he's going to bring you that fantasy points. So he's a, he's a flex, definitely a flex play. Without a shadow of a doubt, he's a flex play. Definite flex play. Jameson Crowder, PPR machine. And like I said, Vernon Davis. Jordan Reed's out. Kirk Cousins needs to throw to somebody that's in the tight end position because that's one of his favorite positions to throw to. And Vernon Davis, I do believe, is going to benefit from that. Even though the Eagles are number one in preventing fantasy points in the tight end position, I still like Vernon Davis. He's a viable he's a viable start if you don't have Kyle Rudolph or Cameron Brait against a quarter with a quarterback that likes throwing to that position. All right, let's move on to the. Uh, Remember, I don't pick winners or losers here. I just pick uh, who I like in fantasy. All right, let's move on to let's move on to the next um, team on the docket, which be Cleveland at Tennessee. First thing right off the bat, they're going. Uh, there's no Josh McGowan. He's out. Cody Kessler, the rookie, is uh, going to be uh, the quarterback for the Cleveland Browns. Uh, Corey Coleman's out. Andrew Hawkins um, is going to take his place. And quite naturally, Terrell Pryor is the main target there. So what I think about uh, this matchup, well, for one, and um, I think this is probably – I don't know if it's a sneaky play or whatever, but they're playing in Tennessee. It's a rookie quarterback on the road. So what am I saying? I'm saying play Tennessee's defense. First and foremost, before I go any further, play Tennessee's defense. Uh, I think they're going to be playing from behind quite a bit. I'm talking about Cleveland. Uh, I'm thinking uh, they have one of the better rushers (coughs) in the league. (coughs) Excuse me, in fantasy, believe it or not, in Isaiah Crowell. So you play Isaiah Crowell against this defense. Tennessee, I know they're number two in preventing fantasy points. Um, they're number four in quarterback. Running back is number two and wide receiver number six. So they're in top ten in preventing fantasy points from those three positions. And 13th against the tight end. You should have no chance. That's why I'm telling you to play Tennessee's defense. They're going to slow the game down. They're going to run the ball a lot because that's what they want to do, play smash foul. Isaiah Crowell, the safest thing to have for a young quarterback is their running game. So they're going to run the ball quite a bit. So Isaiah Crowell is a very good play here, uh, running back two, with uh, possibly running back one numbers. Uh, but you definitely play uh, Isaiah Crowell. Now, I would also play 
in the flex, Duke Johnson. He's going to be used more in the passing game than the running game, and I think he gets you somewhere in the double-digit territory, but I think he gets you double digits. You play Terrell Pryor, because Terrell Pryor is, is uh, um, the Army Swift Knight, Army Swift Knife of the um, Cleveland Browns. Now, he, 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 he's probably a flex. He's not a wide receiver. Definitely not a wide receiver one or two. He's probably, this, this game, he's a flex um, and, uh, or three, four, somewhere around there. Uh, you could play Terrell Pryor because he's going to get targeted a lot in the um, in, in the wide wide receiver permit, um, excuse me wide receiver position. And you also play. Um, he was a fantasy darling last year, not so much this year, but he is a solid play because he's a quarterback, young quarterback. I keep saying it, young quarterback. Say throw. He's right in the middle of the field here. Hit me. Throw it to me. I'm talking about Gary Barnage. And if, for whatever reason, he was not your starting tight end, he should be this week. I'm talking about Gary Barnage. Going down the road, number one running back in fantasy is DeMarco Murray. And I can't see a reason why you would not play him against the uh, uh, 22-ranked uh, team preventing fantasy points in the running back position. I think Marcus Mariota. You don't have uh, Jameis Winston. Well, the number two pick in last year's draft was Marcus Mariota. There you go. Marcus Mariota should have a good game against the 28th ranked uh, team preventing fantasy points in Cleveland. Uh, Tight end, Delaney Walker, you know you got to play him. He's an every-week play, without a doubt. I think that those three guys, all three of those guys, either a touchdown pass or um, with Delaney Walker and Marcus Mariota, or even running the football and, and along with uh, DeMarco Murray. Those guys are going to be very um, productive today against a, a Cleveland def- defense that's hurting, hurting for – backside players, and, and, and it's really not that good overall. All right, let's move on to the um, next game on the docket, on the list here. And that would be the Baltimore Ravens going up on I-95 to visit the New York football giants in MetLife Stadium. Steve Smith is not expected to play. Um, so it's going to be Mike Wallace, Kamar Aiken, I mean Kamar Aiken, and Dennis Picker. Excuse me, Pitta. Um, and Rashad Jennings is supposed to be playing today. So what I think about this matchup now, Baltimore fired their offensive coordinator um, because he basically got too pass-happy, started a pass on the ball when the running game was effective. And uh, um, now they have a new 
offensive coordinator, quite naturally with a, what, a new, new idea of what they're going to do, they're going to run the football. Terrence West with a combination of Kenneth Dixon are going to be running the football. That's going to be the main crux of what they do, run the football against a team that's number six in preventing fantasy points against the running back position, number nine against the quarterback position. So what do the Baltimore Ravens do? Do you go against that strength of the Giants who, who are very good against the run and s- s- absolutely suck? 29th against the wide receiver, 14th against the tight end, absolutely suck against the wide receiver position. And you have Kamar Aiken, Brashard Perriman, and Mike Wallace. And, quite naturally, Joe Flacco's BFF um, on and off the field, or one of them, Dennis Pitta. I like Dennis Pitta in here. He's been consistent. Dennis Pitta has been consistent. Um, but he, he is consistent in getting targets, consistent in getting – um, receptions and consisting in, in accumulating uh, um, yardage that, that give you double digits. And I think he gives you double digits. Now you get a double digits from your tight end. That's good numbers. Now, monster numbers are 15 and above. That's monster numbers from your tight end. Because he's most of the time he's not your main weapon. Maybe except maybe in, in uh, um, Tennessee, or for for uh, not a larger part, but for a small part in in San Diego, or in, in New England. But to to sort of get uh, fifteen points and up is absolutely great for the tight end. I think Pitta gets just short of fifteen but I think he's in that 10 to 15 range, somewhere in there. I like Mike Wallace. Like I said, the Giants are 29th, bottom of the barrel, preventing fantasy points in the wide receiver position. I like Mike Wallace in here. I like Kamar Aiken. I think he's going to get more involved in that Steve Smith type of role and give you some wide receiver three, four, somewhere around there, maybe five. Uh, and he can also probably be used in the flex. Uh, I don't like Joe Flacco in this game. Big time. You may you may have to th- throw him in there, but I'm not a big Joe Flacco fan and never have been, and especially when Joe Flacco goes on the road against a good defense. Um, so uh, you play Joe Flacco at your peril. I don't play Joe Flacco. Eli Manning. Now, this is the throwing offense. This is the throwing offense. And uh, Baltimore, sixth against the quarterback, third against the running back, 14th against the wide receiver, 10th against the tight end in preventing fantasy points. That is a solid defense. And the running game, which Rashard Jennings, I told you, is supposed to be playing, has not produced. And so they've, they've been reduced to a one-dimensional team of throwing a football. So 
and Eli. Some people want to bench Eli. I think Eli is is near the benchable uh, or droppable. He's close to that. But and, and, and on the other hand, Eli, it all takes one game for Eli to get hot, gain his confidence, and, and, and not look at ghosts coming at him uh, in the pass rush. And I'm not saying it can happen here because I don't think it because Baltimore's defense is solid, like I said. They're going to be throwing the football. And uh, I think Shepard and especially Odell Beckham are going to get targeted early and often in this game. I'm not a big uh, Rashard Jennings. I'm not a big uh, – it's going to be in the passing game. That's what, that's what they're going to have to do to move the football because they, the run offense is, is absolutely horrible. I'm telling you, people, if you have roster space – on your team, Paul Perkins. Paul Perkins. Rashad Jennings ain't doing it. Orleans Darkwa ain't doing it. Bobby Rainey is used in the passing game in in place of Shane uh, Shane Vereen. Second half of the season, I think he takes over the reins. Grab him now because I think he's going to be the answer for the running game for the Giants. Young, fresh legs, uh, better than Rashad Jennings, Bobby Rainey, or Orleans Darkwa. I don't know. I don't know how much more I can tell you about that. I've already told you about Beckham and Shepard, um, and then we go from there. All right, let's move on to the next game, which um, I'm looking at. And that would be the Carolina Panthers and the New Orleans Saints. In New Orleans, Cam Newton coming back from a concussion that he suffered against uh, uh, Atlanta. Going back on the road again. Uh, I got to believe Anytime these two teams get together, in my opinion, it's going to be a shootout. Who, 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 who's going to get the most points between Cam and, and, and Drew? It's a toss-up because both of them are going to be thrown early and often in this. New Orleans' defense absolutely sucks, and I, I'll say that without even any kind of reservation. New Orleans plays one position the best out of four viable positions, quarterback, running back, wide receiver, tight end. They're 19th against the quarterback, 32nd against the running back, wide receiver to 30th. They play their top 10, the number eight, in preventing fantasy points in a tight end position. But Jonathan Stewart's coming back. Thank God for that because they have in and talking about Carolina, they've had inconsistent play from the running back position. They need somebody that's stable and, and Jonathan Stewart is that. I'm telling you people, this is another guy. If you look at this schedule, this, that the Jonathan Stewart or the running backs, especially Jonathan Stewart, is going to in, in, in endure. Uh, I think they're on by either uh, uh, in the next few weeks. But other than that, they have a great, one of the best 
schedules against the running back, including the fantasy playoffs. So if there's a possibility, as long as Jonathan Stewart is healthy, there's a possibility you get Jonathan Stewart without, and you probably can get him on a cheap. He's an afterthought in running backs. Grab Jonathan Stewart. I'm going to try to, without a shadow of a doubt, because Jonathan Stewart is going to be fantasy gold, especially in your playoffs. Fantasy gold, especially in your playoffs. All right, Kelvin Benjamin is a definite play here, without a doubt. You're going against the New Orleans Saints. So this is Fat City here for Carolina. This is Fat City for anybody who's got Carolina's um, players, as in Jonathan Stewart, as in Cam Newton, as in Greg Olson, as in Kelvin Benjamin. Play all of those above, without a shadow of a doubt. Because they'll be able to move the football, even if they don't get into uh, an end zone. They're going to be in field goal range more than enough. This is inside ideal conditions in New Orleans. Graham Gano is a solid play here. He's going to he's going to be a busy boy. Trust me, with Graham Gano, to be sitting on the bench and you want you want you're not too sure about whatever reason you're not too sure about it. I think he's going to be a busy boy this weekend, Graham Gano, along with Will Lutz, because we're going over to New Orleans right now. These, both these kickers are going to be busy boys. Whether they're kicking extra points or field goals, they're going to be busy boys. These teams are going to be able to move the football down up and down the field. Drew Brees is lights out at home. Lights out. The games Drew Brees has played at home. 423 and 376 yards and with at least three touchdowns in each of those. So what do you think? Yeah, he played Drew Brees. Without a doubt. Mark Ingram? Absolutely. Even though the Carolina Panthers are ninth in running back, a preventing fantasy points against the running back position. 21st against the quarterback, 7th against the wide receiver. But this is, this is New Orleans in New Orleans. So you play Brandon Cooks. Brandon Cooks owners like, where does this guy go on? Well, they're playing at home. Drew Brees is playing at home. They're, they're going to light it up. Willie Sneed, the fourth, another guy that you play. Michael Thomas, any of these guys that you got, um, they're going to be wide receiver three, fours, definitely in the flex, and probably Brandon Cooks probably is definitely a wide receiver two. Maybe even get wide receiver one number this, this week. And like I said, um, Will Lutz. I wouldn't play either one of these defenses because the, the points are going to be scored on early and often. Wouldn't play either one of these defenses, even though Carolina's defense is supposed to be. It's not what it used to be. Not what it was last year. Definitely not what it was last year. Look what happened against Atlanta. Not what it was last year. All right, let's move on to the next game, which is another 1 o'clock game. Jacksonville at the Windy City in Chicago. What has happened to Jacksonville? Has happened to Jacksonville. One and three, they're coming off their bye. Um, the, the, the Bears are one and, excuse me, and the Bears are one and four, and one and one at home. Um, and what are they going to show? Chicago is top 15 in preventing fantasy points against the quarterback, running back, and wide receiver position, and 18th 
against a tight end. Um, Blake Borders has seven touchdowns and six interceptions. Has been sacked three times each game. That's not good. That's not good. You play Allen Robinson. You play Julius Thomas. I'm not sure about playing the running backs in this game. Um, if you were to play a running back, it would be T.J. Yeldon. But temporary expectations. Chicago's not a bad defense. Um, they're just above middle of the pack, uh, believe it or not. And uh, I know they're the Jacksonville is coming off a bye, but those are the only viable plays I would uh, venture for you to play is uh, Allen Robinson and Julius Thomas. I think they're going to be effective in this game. And maybe TJ Yeldon as a starting running back. On the other side, Jacksonville. Now they got a head coach as a who is a defense-oriented. But Jacksonville is 26 against the quarterback, 16th against the running back, wide receiver to 26th, and 7th against the tight end, preventing fantasy points. The defense is not that good. And Brian Hoyer has been balling. Three, last three games that Brian Hoyer started, he's passed for over 300 yards and two touchdowns. Jake, John, uh, John Fox, the head coach of Chicago, hasn't, Named him the starting quarterback, but he's been the starter um, because of Jay Cutler's thumb. But this may be coming down the road that Brian Hoare is the starting quarterback and Jay Cutler is the backup because the team is humming with Brian Hoare at, at the helm. Jordan Howard, emerging rookie, has um, – even if uh, Jeremy Lankford comes back, I would think Jordan had to be the bell cow here without a shadow of a doubt. So this is an easy play for me. You play Jordan Howard. I'm not a big Alshon Jeffrey fan. Um, he has a tendency to disappear. He hasn't scored this year. Um, but he's, he's had 70 or more games in, in, in most of the games. So I guess it's inevitable that he'll score. Um, he's listed as a wide receiver one uh, early in, in preseason. I consider him a wide receiver two. Um, but you you never know when he's going to break out. This may be the game. So do I say sit or play uh, Alshon Jeffrey? I would say play him and and hope that he, besides accumulating those 70 yards, along with the reception, especially in PPR, that he gets a trip, trip into the end zone to expand his numbers that much more. Eddie Royal is a good play here, as long as he's healthy. And um, uh, Cameron Meredith, who had a huge game last week and uh, maybe one of uh, Brian Hoyer's favorite targets. And... Uh, He may be four or five as a wide receiver. Four or five. That's how I see him. 
until he proves more, you know, you got Eddie Royal and you got Alshon Jeffrey in, in front of Cameron Meredith. Uh, Eddie Royal wasn't effective last week, and uh, it was Indianapolis, and Cameron Mer- Meredith took advantage of that. So Eddie Royal is expected to play, um, and uh, that uh, downgrades what I think Cameron, Cameron Meredith will do. All right, let's move on to the next game. That's a one, another 1 o'clock game. And that would be L.A. Rams at the Detroit Lions. Eric Ebron and Theo Riddick are out. Anquan Bolden and Dwayne Washington are both listable as, as questionable. Um, they acquired uh, Justin Forsett. Who could be the workhouse? Excuse me, workhorse. Um, and uh, because Dwayne Washington is a game time decision, more than likely he won't play. And uh, uh, Justin Forsett, he, he got him this week. May uh, split time with uh, Zach Zenner, um, Clay Harbor, and, and Kyrie Lee will fill in for Eric Ebron. Rams are three and two. The Lions are two and three. Playing at home uh, against a team. I'm talking about the Lions that are um, uh, that's got a very good defense and suspect on offense in the LA Rams. Uh, I don't like Case Keenum in this game. I think Todd Gurley is going to go off in this game. I think this is a, a Todd, Todd Gurley type of game. Detroit is middle of the pack in preventing fantasy points in running back position. Um, they're, they're 30th and 24th in preventing fantasy points against the quarterback, wide receiver, respectively, and also 30th against the tight end position. So I'm thinking that uh, Kenny Britt, who has been the main target for uh, uh, one of the main targets for uh, – um, Case Keenum and Tavon Austin, who um, let me put it this way: Tavon Austin is a better play than Kenny Britt. But uh, against this Detroit defense, um, I know it's Case Keenum, but they got to throw it to somebody. They got They got to open up the holes. They got to stretch the defense somehow to give Todd Gurley room to run the football. I think Todd Gurley gets. 15 to 20 points in this game. Tavon Orson, I'm thinking he gets about 15 points. Uh, in the, this is in PPR. And uh, um, in the Detroit side, <clears throat> can you trust Matthew? Can you trust Matthew Stafford home at home? Can you trust Matthew Stafford at home against his defense, against his pass rush? I think. The best option here. I know there's going to be guys running. I know it's against the Rams, and the Rams are 13th, 20th, 20th, and 17th in preventing fantasy points. Quarterback, run, running back, wide receiver, tight end position in that order. So they should be able to move the football. Should be, I'm saying. And they're playing at home where they play better than they do on the road. Now, the only thing about it is 
the the visiting team plays on turf and inside also, even though uh, um, they used to, even though they t- they play outside now and on if I'm not on grass. I like Marvin Jones a lot in this game. <clears throat> I like Marvin Jones a lot in this game. Um, I have to wait and see it on the running back position. The only viable guy I see here, maybe Anquan Bolden in a 4-5 wide receiver or something like that. Maybe Anquan Bolden. That's about it. All right, let's move on to the next game. Uh, it's Pittsburgh. Uh, we got two more, two more one o'clock games. Pittsburgh at Miami. Uh, chance of rain is seventy percent, eighty-three degrees. It's going to be nice and toasty down in Miami. Marcus Wheaton is out. Eli Rogers is expected to return to action. Sammy Coates is a game-time decision. I haven't gotten updates, but uh, for all intents and purposes, it looks like he, um, Sammy Coates may not play. Eli Rogers, people, I talked about him earlier. It looks like he's going to make a uh, – he's going to come back. And who knows? He may he, – he had gotten the eye and the favoritism of – I would not other than Antonio Brown, of Ben Roethlisberger. I see Eli Rogers – Having a big game against Miami. Are you kidding me? Miami? You have to see it like this. Miami is 23rd, 13th, 28th, 23rd. In that order, quarterback, running back, wide receiver, tight end position. The worst defense they have is against the wide receivers. And what's the strength? One of the strengths of uh, Pittsburgh, wide receivers. Sammy Coates doesn't play. Bump up Eli Rogers for um, big-time numbers. Six or seven catches, 70, 80 yards, and a score. I'm calling it right now. Calling it right now. So that means that's even better for Antonio Brown. And don't, don't discount Le'Veon Brown. Who who uh, who Le'Veon Bell, who have been playing in slot position and wide receiver also, they're moving him all over the field to get him touches and, and mismatches. Le'Veon Bell and he's in the passing game, running game. Three guys that I don't even tell you have to, you have to play or any question about playing is Big Ben and the two Bs, Bell and Brown. Without a shadow of a doubt. And whatever you think that Sammy Coach was going to get, um, add that on to Eli Rogers also playing. So both of these wide receivers should have monster numbers at the end of the game. At the end of the game, they should have monster numbers. <gasps> Excuse me. On the other side, Arian Foster is supposed to start. I'm, you know, he used to play for the Texans. Soft tissue injuries were his calling card. He's supposed to make a return back today. I'm not expecting a lot from Arian Forrester, especially against this Pittsburgh, even though they're 26th against the running back position. I think the better days for Forrester are behind him. So play him 
if you want to play him, play him at your peril. Because I don't trust Arian Foster. What I do trust is Jarvis Landry, who Ryan Tannehill likes to throw to. Devontae Parker, who I think is another viable option. Maybe a flex position, uh, 3-4, to, to absolutely throw to. Okay? That's how I see it in that matchup. Let's move on to the next one, the last 1 o'clock game. And that would be the... Um, Cincinnati Bengals at the New England Patriots. Tyler Afford remains out. TJ, uh, excuse me, CJ Uzuma and Tyler Croft will take over the duties, mainly CJ Uzuma, uh, in the pass catching duties in a tight end position. Um, and uh, for New England, um, Martellus Bennett, LeGarrette Blunt, Julian Edelman, Rob Gronkowski are all questionable. Um, all of them were, were, were limited in practice, except for Gronkowski, who was held out of Friday. Uh, I think he had a, um, a uh, uh, touch of the flu, but all these guys are expected to play. Um, I like Giovanni Bernard in here because he's of his pass catching um, option. He's a dual threat. He'll, he doesn't run the ball as much as he catches it, but I think he, he'll be able to get uh, double digits. So you play him as the RB2, um, which will be a good RB2 option in here. Uh, A.J. Green, you got to play A.J. Green. I mean, uh, he, he can go off at any time, and I would expect for you to play A.J. Green. And um, C.J. Uzma. Is in, in the tight end position, if you're hurting for the tight end for for whatever reason. Uh, on the other side, come on, man, come on. Tom Brady, no-brainer. Julian Edelman, no-brainer. And both the tight ends, no-brainer. Need I say more? Need I say more? Need I say more? Only one I, I, I may see here. It's a, a surprise, and he did it last week on Tom Brady's first game back, and I think he'll do it again. How about Chris Hogan for a wide receiver for whatever reason? Um, put him in the flex. If you if you got three, four, five uh, wide receivers that you can put in, put him in one there because that's a lottery ticket. They like throwing the football. They have a bunch of options, as I stated. Chris Hogan. It may be the bottom of that totem pole and options, but that bottom can be your top. <laughs> you never know. It's the Patriots. It's the Patriots. All right, let's go to 4 o'clock game. Let's move on to 4 o'clock game. And it would be the first one, 4 or 5, would be Casey at Oakland, a... AFL, OAFL, American Football League, for those who are uh, like me, who remember the American Football League. Uh, and this was a, is an old rivalry that goes way back before they joined the uh, NFL, before, before they joined and, and became the AFC. Um, it was the AFL. And these two teams are two-story teams that don't like each other and always a good match to watch. Latavius Murray is out. Rookies uh, DeAndre Washington and uh, um, 
Jalen Richard are going to be uh, be a running back by committee here. Um, and uh, Chance Rain and Wendy in Oakland. Um, excuse me. Um, not Oakland. 90% chance of rain. 90% chance of rain and windy in Oakland. I'm right. Um, I'm a Derek Carr fan. All right. And an owner. So I'm playing him today. Now, hopefully the winds aren't, aren't that high. Um, and the passing game will be in effect because both these two quarterbacks will be able to pass on these offenses. Kansas City's defense is not what it used to be. Uh, not what it used to be. And Oakland's defense has been um, very generous in giving fantasy points to the opposition. 32nd, 24th, 32nd, 27th in preventing fantasy points against the quarterback, running back, wide receiver, and tight end position in that order. I like Derek Carr in here for a couple touchdowns. Um, you don't know who's going to be the best of the two running backs, so I would stay away from that option. Unless, you, unless you're hurting a running back, and then I would go with either one of these guys. They're going to, they're going to spread the wealth. I would go to either one of the guys, especially if it's going to be 90% chance of rain and windy, they may rely more on the running game than the passing game. But I do still have to play Amari Cooper and Michael Crabtree. And if it's short throws, no, I just have to play Michael, Amari Cooper and, and Michael Crabtree uh, on the Oakland side. On the other side, because it's Joe so generous, because Oakland is so generous, I would have to play Alex Smith. I love Alex Smith in this, in this position here. Um, the debut of this year for Jamal Charles, temper your expectations. They say he's 110%. Now, Andy Reid likes to go with one running back for the most part, always. Um, I know Jamal Charles owners can't wait to play Jamal Charles. And this is a, could be an ideal. I mean, somebody coming back from, from ACL, you wouldn't want them to play on a wet field. But there may, may not be a choice here. And if he's the starter, you're going you're gonna, to you're play him. Uh, I still say hang on to Spencer Ware. Even if you don't have Jamal Charles, hang on to Spencer Ware because this could be, a a committee. Um, this is the first full game for Jamal Charles, so I can't expect a full workload. I'd be surprised if he gets a full workload. And, and um, I still say there's, there's a room for Spencer Ware to have a role in this offense this week. So I would play Spencer Ware um, in the flex if you, if you don't have any better option. Uh, Jeremy Macklin should have and Traffic Kelsey are definite plays here without a doubt. I think these guys get fat and it put into the end zone um, with uh, the play uh, against the Oakland Raiders, uh, even though it is in Oakland. Oakland's defense is just too generous not to be able to play these guys and expect uh, to have a, a visit into the friend zone. All right, let's go to the other four o'clock game. A, uh, this is going to be a very interesting game. We're talking about the um, Seattle Seahawks uh, going up against the um, Atlanta Falcons in Seattle. 
Atlanta's four and one. Seattle's three and one. Uh, this is the second big time defense that the Atlanta's going going through. They uh, absolutely. Uh, oh, third. That's right. Third because they went against Carolina, and people said tempered expectations against uh, um, Denver, and they um, they went through that. And now they're going up against the uh, Seattle Seahawks. So, what's the play here? Both the running backs are viable plays here. Even though Seattle is top 10, top 10, and in some top five in preventing fantasy points, you got to play these two guys because these two guys are dynamic. They run and catch the football, both of them. And you don't know who's going to have the better. So if you have one of them, you play them. Temper your expectations, but you got to play Julio. He got shut down last week. Um, the week before, he had 300 yards. Last week, he got shut down. Um, he's going to get targeted early and often. So I expect him to have at least uh, a couple uh, um, double digits and to be able to at least squeak out uh, 11, 10, 10, 11, 12 points, somewhere around there. Maybe not a visit into the end zone, but I think uh, he'll give you something. Like you got to play him. He's Julio Jones. You got to play him. You don't want him to sit on the bench because he's against Seattle. And then he has a monster game and, and you look like a fool. You got to play Julio Jones. Now, Atlanta, 31st against the quarterback, 28th against the running back, 27th against the wide receiver, 31st against the tight end. How are they 4-1, their offense? Well, Seattle, at home, coming off a bye, Russell Wilson and company are well-rested. Russell Wilson throws for 300 yards, a couple touchdowns. Christian Michael decides that I'm still the number one guy here. Thomas Rawls, who? He's out with a fractured fibula. Christian Michaels is the man. Last time he ran, he ran for 106 yards and two scores and went over uh, 49 in the last home game. Against the Jets, who he, that most people thought he would time, he ran for 58 yards, five passes, 32 yards, and a touchdown. He's a viable running back one. I don't care what anybody says. People are underestimating him. I talked about this guy early in the season, preseason, and he hasn't let me down yet. And I don't think he will. He's got a different mindset, people. He, he, he's got a chip on his shoulder. He's a more, lot more mature, and this guy is balling. He's going to score a touchdown. He's going to get double digits, 15 to 20 points. 15 to 20 points. I don't care about C.J. Spiller. He's a, just a, a, a change of pace and a filling to give Michael a, a breather. I like Tyler um, Baldwin in here, too, who happens to be one of uh, Russell Wilson's favorite targets. Also like uh, Jimmy Graham. Like I said, Atlanta is 20, I mean, excuse me, 31st. Preventing fantasy points against the tight end position. He's going to get – these guys are well-rested. 
two weeks ago of tape they got against uh, Atlanta. They're playing at home. You got to play these guys. Look for Tyler Lockett. He's been dealing with a, a, a knee issue. Supposedly he's he's uh, um, a lot healthier. Expect him to get involved in the games today. All right, let's move on to I think this is going to be the last um, 4 o'clock game, which would be, yes, Green Bay hosting the Dallas Cowboys. Des Bryant's game time decision more than likely won't play. Eddie Lacy and uh, um, Randall Cobb limited this week. Uh, and uh, Eddie Lacy is expected to play. <clears throat> Randall Cobb is probably going to um, share some duties in the backfield with Eddie Lacy. They didn't sign any other running backs off the practice squad to take the place of James Starks, who missed practice all week dealing with a knee and the death of his family and is not expected to play. Jared Cook is out. So Richard Rogers, is, it's going to be the tight end. This is, uh, I wouldn't say do or die or a turning point for the Cowboys, meaning that uh, uh, they're looking for if, to see if Dak Prescott is the real deal here. Now, it's a shame, but Tony Rome is not expected to come back after the buy. Cowboys buys next week, not expected to come by after week eight. So <clears throat> Dak, Dak Prescott has got a little bit more prove-it time for him. To, to for the for the uh, um, to the cowboy organization, I think he's a real deal. People, um, if you if he's sitting out there, he shouldn't be. <clears throat> he should be on somebody's roster. In fact, I've started. I'm starting him because I I believe in Dak. I've seen this guy. I know it's a fan favorite. <clears throat> Winning four games and 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 hasn't thrown a pick yet, and scoring every game, and without Des Bryant. Now, I know he's got Ezekiel, but these are two rookies. They don't have he, – he's doing this without Dez Bryant. He, he's using Cole Beasley, Bryce Butler, and Terrence Williams, along with the veteran Jason Witten. Zeke is going to have a tough road to hoe. Number one defense against the running back position is the uh, um, Green Bay Packers, believe it or not. That's what they do best in preventing a run. So what they're going to do is try to prevent Zeke from getting off and have Dak beat him with those pieces, Cole Beasley, Bryce Butler, Terrence Williams, and Jason Witten. I'm playing Dak because I believe in Dak. Even if he throws a pick in here, I believe in Dak. I believe in uh, uh, Cole Beasley as a PPR machine. He loves Cole Beasley to throw to him. Nice early throw right in the middle of the field, slot receiver. You can throw to him all day, every day. Same with Jason Witten. Now, it's a toss-up between Bryce Butler and Terrence Williams. I think Terrence Williams got the best ability, maybe not the best mental side of the game, but he's got the best ability. Now, on the other side, you got to play Aaron Rodgers. That's a no-brainer. Dallas has no slouch against the run either. But if you're hurting at the running back position, you have to play Eddie Lacy. You got to play him. 
without a doubt, you got to play him. And because uh, he happens to be the best target for Aaron Rodgers, Jordy Nelson. Dallas is 11th in preventing fantasy points against a, a wide receiver position, but you still got to play Jordy Nelson. Randall Cobb got more involved last week. Um, and like I said, he's going to get more involved this week running the football. And he's done it before. You've seen him in the backfield uh, when Andy Lacey hasn't been back there or when Andy Lacey's been back there. He's, he's been running the field. He's like a jack-of-all-trades because he does a little a bit of everything. So Randall, Randall Cobb is going to be back in the backfield for Green Bay, too. So those are all viable play. Randall Cobb is like a flex wide receiver three, four. He hasn't really proven it, that he can be anything more than that yet. All right, let's move on to the um, Sunday night game, which would be there's only a few 4 o'clock games, which would be the Indianapolis Colts visiting – my Houston Texans, Dante Moncrief is out again. And if he is on your waiver wire, pick him up. Because when he comes back, he's going to be a viable option for Andrew Luck. Philip Dorsett's not, really not working out. Really not working out. Um, not as well as uh, Dante Moncrief. And it's hurting the offense uh, quite a bit. Relying on more on T.Y. Hilton. He's the main target. And even um, um, Chester Rogers. I'm not saying pay, play Chester Rogers, but because uh, um, Philip Dorsett has been so inconsistent that um, they'd spread the wealth around uh, with the other two wide receivers other than um, – um, Philip Dorsett. I'm going to take a quick break and I'll be right back. Um, I'm going to play some uh, Johnson Brothers and then uh, we'll be right back.
All right, people, I am back. I am back. All right, now we're talking about um, the Indianapolis Colts. Um, most people have, a lot of people have Andrew Luck as their starting quarterback, so you got to play him. Andrew Luck has had uh, good games against the uh, Texans. Uh, there's no J.J. Watt. They're playing in, in Houston. Houston has been playing well, defense well. They're number five. Uh, against the quarterback, 17 against the running back, four against the wide receiver, and number two against the tight end. So the defense has been playing well, especially at home against the uh, uh, preventing fantasy points in those positions. But uh, I can't – you know, a lot of people have Frank Gore, the uh, number two running back. So I would say you can play Frank Gore, okay, and T.Y. Hilton um, and Andrew Luck. All right, let's move on to the Houston side. Uh, Will Fuller, I think, is not expected to play. Um, he's dealing with a hamstring, and uh, from what I understand, he, this is a late game, so I wouldn't take the chance of depending on Will Fuller to play for you. Um, game. And I don't think he's. I don't think he's going to play. So I would go to another alternative uh, option and see who you can get to, to get in your place, uh, get him in, in place. So that's how I see that. Also, uh, I would play Lamar Miller. We're talking about the Indianapolis Colts here. And it's not a bias um, because uh, I, 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 I'm, I'm a Houston Texan fan and they're playing us. Indianapolis is 25th against the quarterback, 29th against the running back, 21st against the wide receiver, 20, uh, and 16th against the tight end. I've been saying before the season, any, they haven't done anything to, to improve the offense. I mean, the defense. So, in my opinion, Lamar Miller is a solid play. DeAndre Hopkins should get off. He should feel better. Brock Osweiler? Come on, Brock. I would think you... you no one's going to play Brock Osweiler, especially the way he's been playing. But I think he has a decent game today. Now, he's probably going to throw for a pick. That's just who he is. But I think he plays better today. All right. And, and the last but not least game of the week is the uh, New York Jets versus the uh, Arizona Cardinals. And um, Eric Decker is on injury reserve. Um, Quincy Enunwa is the uh, filling for that. Carson Palmer is expected back from the um, uh, concussion protocol uh, against a horrible jet defense. They're playing in Arizona. They, Arizona is reeling. They're two and three. They got to they got to make sure um, that they get a win here. They're one and two at home against the against the Jet team that uh, assets are depleted. Ryan Fitzpatrick is is not a good play here. Not against this ang- ang- angry angry Cardinal team. Uh, Brandon Marshall is probably the only play. Um, 
Brandon Marshall is a play here. Uh, below, well, you probably have uh, Matt Forte, maybe even Bilal Powell on some rosters. Um, and Bilal Powell is good in PPR. Matt Forte is probably one of your running backs, so you got to play either one of them. But I, I would temper my ex- expectations, especially for Matt Forte. Uh, on the other side, I, I love Carson Palmer in this matchup. I think he's going to um, – this is, in my opinion, the get-right game for Carson Palmer. Uh, I love David Johnson, even though the Jets are pretty, uh, number 10 against preventing fantasy points in running back position. But you got to play David Johnson. There's no two ways about it. He's top one of the top five picks in the um, fantasy draft, and he hasn't been he hasn't disappointed. John Brown, uh, I think he gets a uh, uh, um, a wake up call in here, and he he's going to be um, uh, a good option for you, and also for also uh, uh, Larry Larry Fitzgerald. Larry Fitzgerald uh, uh, and Michael Floyd. Yeah, Michael Floyd. I think Michael Floyd uh, does a few things here. And um, uh, does uh, 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 have the reemergence. All right, people. Um, That's it. Uh, we got about six minutes left, but uh, I'm gonna cut this cut this big bad boy short right now, and uh, we'll do this. Uh, we'll catch it catch catch you guys later. Um, it will be on eight o'clock Eastern Standard Time on a Thursday night. That is the uh, uh, FSP Cruise Show. I'll be definitely be there this time. Uh, we've been running into some difficulties in trying to get get uh, the show going on Thursday nights, but I'll definitely be there on Thursday night. Tune in at 8 o'clock Eastern Standard Time on Thursday night. Also, uh, 1 o'clock Eastern Standard Time on a Saturday afternoon. Uh, we'll be there with the FSP show and right back here on a Sunday morning, 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, will be the master plan, which is, you know who it is. It's me, JT, a.k.a. the master. Um, enjoy the games. Hopefully, you can stomp your opponent out. That was the theme of this um, show is to stop your competition and get that win. Um, enjoy the games. Uh, enjoy the weekend. Hopefully it's a bright, sunny weekend like it is on the East Coast. See you next week. See ya.